You're listening to Through the Rift, your guide to enjoying your favorite game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special seventh episode of Through the Rift. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And today we're talking all about Rift 2.4 Beyond Infinity. We'll also have Rift headlines, tips and tricks, and guild perks. So pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Through the Rift. Tell me, Elf Woman. Do you ascended have good need? To start things off today, I thought we would um, start by telling our lovely listeners what we are drinking. So what are you drinking tonight, Lex? Well, um, it may surprise you to know that I'm drinking beer. <laughs> I know, that was... Wow, we, we probably had some people fall out of their chairs on that Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm drinking... Uh, I believe this is pronounced Lefe or... Leafy or Leafy. Lefe? <laughs> Leafy. I, I love it. I will choose to call it Lefe. Um, this is a Belgian blonde beer um, from the year 1240. I, I think the brewery's been around since 1240. I don't think they Not brewed the beer? this oh, particular okay. beer in okay. 1240. <laughs> um, it's an Abbey Ale. Uh, mm. This is uh, a really good beer. Um, it's about the only Belgian beer that I can find in the supermarket in a six pack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you know, I, I joke around and say maybe it's the Budweiser of Belgian beers. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it's know. still good. Oh, yeah. I've it's really it. good. I mean, their Budweiser is better than our Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the has a cool little blurb on the label uh, okay. savor the mystery of the ages oh. award-winning Lefe blonde is a full-bodied deep golden ale that is surprisingly subtle and delicate subtle subtle <laughs> just joking Belgium's classic <laughs> Abbey ale is best served in its own chalice-shaped glass accentuating the ale's aroma and creating the perfect head <laughs> but you're not drinking it out of a chalice are no, you? I'm not. But I I have to agree with the uh, brewery of Lefe. Um, nothing makes your day like the perfect head. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, Nikki, what are you drinking? Our rated show today. Um, I am drinking some hard cider by Angry Orchard. And this is their apple ginger flavor. And it's delicious. Yes, it is. I think it's my favorite cider that I've ever had. But I, I haven't had that many ciders, so... Take it with a grain of salt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know I'm under undercutting myself there, but I've, I feel like I've only had about maybe seven different kinds of ciders. So anyway, we'll have to brew some sometime and then see how ours comes out. Definitely. I take orders from neither man nor God. For Rift headlines this week, we have two videos and a patch to cover. Woo! Yeah, so the first video was through GameSpot. They have a, a video podcast, sort of, called Now Playing. 
a now playing show. And on there, GameSpot staff give gameplay demonstrations. And this time, um, the staff member was Kevin Van Ord. And he was joined by Simon Finch and Larry Bowles. And both of those guys are pretty busy lately, I think, doing video interviews and such. I see them a lot. And um, they covered Two-Man Chronicle, um, The Infernal Dawn. So that one was came out with 2.4 and the different trophies for your alts that are in the store now. Awesome. Yeah. So they covered all things 2.4 and kind of took, um, took people through the dungeons too or through the uh, I'm sorry not dungeons through the dimensions so that people that don't play Rift or people that want to come back to Rift would get a chance to see what they're like very cool yeah and they mentioned that 2.4.1 will have autumn harvest so I can't wait for that yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that it'll be nice to have another um, world event in the game definitely and 2.5 will bring a lot of water content. Cool. Yeah, they just want to try try it out and give some give the players a lot of content underwater and see what they do with it. If they actually play through that stuff or if they start ranting about it. And then comes 3.0, which is the next big expansion we'll have. And we'll, we will actually get to go to the other planes, especially Plane of Water. Yeah, you know, going back to the whole world event thing... Sure. Um, I'm sure you remember, Nikki, when we first started playing this game after launch, I'd say about the, the first year of Rift, that it was very seldom that you were in-game and there wasn't some kind of world event going on. I mean, we used to joke about it that it would be rare to have one or two weeks where you didn't have some kind of world event to, to work on. You remember those days? I do. And it's it's very different now. Um now it's more the rarity when there there is an event, it seems like. Have, have you noticed that or is that just me? No, it feels the same way for me. I've been waiting forever just for Autumn Harvest. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not sure if they're doing less events or if the events just aren't lasting as long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really miss those those early days because especially when you're at level cap, Um, The game can get really monotonous if you're just doing the same thing every day, whether it's, you know, running your experts or doing your daily quests or whatever it is you're doing at level 60. And I thought the the world events are a great way to extend the amount of time you can spend in the game Mm -hmm. um, before you start to get burnt out or, or get bored. Because, you know, if you constantly have a world event going on, there's only something else to do that's not um, directly related to your progression necessarily or, or what you're working on for your right. character right then. Yeah, and it's only available for a limited time, so you right. feel compelled to get in there and join. So um, hopefully we will see um, some improvements on this because I know that we saw in one of the previous live streams, you know, they were talking about the uh, mayhem Mm-hmm events which are kind of like little mini events that that they're doing that we've we've already had the mayhem and methosia a couple weeks ago and Mm -hmm. and that was all right it was kind of fun yeah um not the functionality associated with the full world event not all the you know the quests and and all those things but um 
just basically where they they pick a few zones and have um, maybe one or two new uh, zone events and just an increase in zone events in those zones. And so they had said that they're hoping to do more of those kind of in between the bigger world events. Oh, cool. So um, that definitely, I think, has some promise. Yeah, that's I, cool. I do hope that they will do a little bit more with them than they did with the Madness or, I mean, the Mayhem and Methosia <laughs> That's <event>. a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope they do a little bit more, mm-hmm. like maybe add some daily quests or, or something to it um, beyond just, oh, there's lots of invasions in these zones now. Um, or maybe just create more new uh, zone events for, for that event. But uh, yeah, that'd be great. And like the mayhem in Methosia, they added some new drops, so they could do that again. Yeah, new ways to get the new drops. That'd be great. Yeah, very good. So <laughs> um, enough about that. Uh, I believe there's another video you want to talk about, right, Nikki? There is. It's the Friday live stream that happens every week with Dahanis and Overload UT. And this time they were joined by Saizo and Helvan. Um, and they showed us the upcoming 20-man raid, Plane Breaker Bastion. Okay. And they said that ninety-nine it's 99% done. It should be out in within like the next two weeks, possibly early October. You know yeah. how it is. They wouldn't give us an exact day. But right, it sounds right. like it's coming out, quote unquote, soon. Cool. And they gave uh, a little bit of the strategy for that. So if you think that you'll be participating in that raid, then I suggest watching that video, which we will link to in uh, the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. And just hear them talk about some of the major mechanics for the fights. It might help you uh, organize your raid when it comes to that point. And they said that it takes about a month to create one of these encounters. So they create it and they run it through QA. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That actually seems really quick to me. That only takes them a month to create all that. Well, that's is that just one encounter, though? Just one encounter. So not the whole raid. A month just for one of the bosses, basically, right? Right. That's how I understood it. Yeah, they use the word raid encounter, so... Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I I think that sounds about right. I mean, not really knowing anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> not that we have any g- game building experience. Um, they also did some giveaways. So they will do another giveaway next Friday, they mentioned. So be sure to watch it if you can. It happens about 1.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And we, again, will link to that if you're interested. So, Nikki, I'm going to spring something on you here. Uh-oh. Okay, um, I'm ready. This is non-rehearsed. So I'm preparing myself. We get to see Nikki thinking on her feet here. <laughs> um, I've uh, I've been seeing uh, mm-hmm. some criticism in the community lately okay. about the, uh, the live stream. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to be criticism. Yeah. But um, I've only watched maybe one or two of the live streams. I just personally... Uh, have a hard time getting into the live streams. I would much rather read a summary of the live stream or have you tell me what happened in the live stream than watch it myself. (laughs) Right. But I know that you watch them almost every other week or every week, if not every week. Um, So what, uh, what's your opinion on the live stream? Um, Do you like it? Not like it? Um, You know, expound. Sure. Um, And to put it in simple terms, I think that it definitely has a lot of room for improvement. It's 
a great idea. I really want them to bring the community to the table and show us what they're developing, what they're proud of, and and what they want to show off. That's wonderful. But the kind of way that they handle it is a little awkward. For instance, when they take questions from the chat room, um, I understand that's great when you're doing it live. Then the chat room folks can participate and feel feel like they're part of it. But when you watch the video after the fact, I think I've mentioned this before, it just it's difficult to watch. You're not completely keeping up with what they're saying and you don't get as much out of it. So. I agree. And I, I guess I haven't watched it live, um, but I think I would find it difficult to watch mm-hmm. then too. Because well now, in, in addition to watching this video, I've got to read through this this chat room which from the way they react on the video i mean it sounds like like it's humanly impossible to read everything that's being put in the chat it is you're having to scroll around and um Mm -hmm. yeah it just goes by really fast and then of course you have folks in there that are just spamming the chat with nonsense words or just you know oh good job or hi dahanis you know and it's just it fills up the chat so quick. Any uh, ASCII penises or anything like that going on? <laughs> Not that I saw, but <laughs> maybe they get kicked out too quick for that. Okay, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I I would be tempted to say, well, you know, it's just the nature of the beast; it's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen similar things done by other companies that i feel are done a lot better yeah um well you and i we uh watch some they're not exactly live streams but we watch some presentations by Mm -hmm. um another gaming company for a game that's not out yet but coming soon called star citizen yep Mm-hmm. And they do something very similar every Friday, but theirs is not a live stream. It's it's actually like a little half hour long, like a TV show or yeah. a, a, a webisode or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever you like call it. Almost a video blog, right? And mm-hmm. they have um, they have actual segments, kind of like a video podcast. Right? Um, they tell you what's going on in the game, what's going on in in the development of the game, they'll have highlights from what's going on in the forums. Um, but I guess my main point is the big difference between that show and what Tryon's doing is it's actually, it, or at least it seems like it's actually, you know, written, right? Like they have oh, yeah. a program, they have a, an outline or whatever, mm-hmm. where it seems like Tryon is like, well, let's turn on the vo- video cameras. Let's load up the chat room and right. just let people ask us random questions and answer them, mm-hmm. um, which I guess takes very little setup time compared to having someone actually create a production and, and come up with segments exactly. and, and write. But it's also, that's kind of the value of it too, right. is what you put into it. And honestly, for me to sit for half an hour and listen to just random questions from a chat room that have no um, theme or no kind of backbone Mm -hmm. topic pulling them together they're just Mm -hmm. like all over the map yeah and in their defense they do try dahanis i noticed tries to ask uh, their guests questions for instance this time they had saizo and helvon on uh, dungeon designers and she tries to ask them dungeon related questions that the chat room is not asking and pointing out things that they think are cool and that's awesome but yeah they always have I think they always have a little part that is questions from the chat room. And how many of those questions do they end up saying either 
I don't know, or I can't answer that, or <laughs> we can't talk about that right now. Oh, at least a third, probably. <laughs> right. And like. that's, you know, that's not fun to listen to. Oh, here's this really cool thing I'd love to know about. Oh, they're not going to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if this was kind of planned ahead of time or, or you know, if if you need to have the, the community give you questions to, to give you some direction on your content, you know, have a have a forum thread, mm-hmm. you know, in um, uh, Robert Space Industries that makes uh, Starses. And that's exactly what they do is they have forum threads mm-hmm. where you can submit questions and then they kind of pick from those for the next uh, Wingman's Hanger is right. what the show is called. Right. And, and so then, you know they can have kind of a topical theme to the show and there's some kind of uh, adhesiveness. Yeah. It's like things make more sense. Right. When it's like, okay, well 2.4, we want to talk about 2.4. So we're going to answer all these questions that have to do with 2.4, all these questions that have to do with chronicles and dungeons mm-hmm. and kind of have a focus, mm-hmm. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, sure. Which which uh, just makes it easier to assimilate that information. I mean, just when when we present these live streams, it's it, it tends to be like a, bul- a set of bullet points that are completely unrelated. Right, because I just another. pick out things that are actually interesting. Because in between those bullet points, other things that aren't really relevant are happening. Sure, you know? sure. Anyway, but and another thing that I love about Wings, Wingman's Hangar is that the community can still participate by sending in videos. Yeah, th- some of those videos are great. Yeah, and this way, um, the folks on the hangar get to pick and choose what they want to feature and if it's appropriate and kind of go through it and right, right. focus again. Awesome. Okay, well, maybe they'll do that next time. Yeah, or maybe they'll go check out Wingman's Hangar and uh, get some good ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, for those of you listening and enjoying our, you know, our kind of summaries of the live feeds um you know we'll continue to do that as as we can and as it's relevant or interesting um Mm -hmm. i'm sure that we have listeners that are like me that don't really want to sit through the live feed or just don't have time um it's kind of a bizarre time i mean who Mm -hmm. unless you're in europe like who (laughs) who is not working at what what time is it 1 30 on a friday yeah yeah i agree okay (laughs) (laughs) so someone somewhere in the world like that might be a good time to actually sit down in front of your computer and watch a live stream but Mm -hmm. for 99 percent of the rift players i imagine uh not so much yeah i would think it would be tough so yeah so it's great to uh to have uh podcasts and websites to summarize all this for you and kind of pull out the the nuggets of of interesting and fun things Right, <laughs> exactly. All right, are you ready to move on to this patch news? Yes, I am excited to talk about 2.4. All right, it's kind of a beast. Beyond infinity. <laughs> so a lot of things were introduced with this patch. Um, we do kind of have uh, some highlights that we'd like to share with you, but we might go into detail on some of them because some of them we've actually done and participated in. Yeah, a few. Yeah. tried. <laughs> so for first off, the things that we did not participate in, <laughs> the 20-man raids, includes Infinity Gate and Plane Breaker Bastion, which is still coming. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then the five-man dungeon, Realm of Twisted Dreams, was released. 
Yeah, and we have not tried this out yet because you just got to 60, yeah. and we need to get your hit up to 300 before right. we go in there. Yeah, because it's an expert, right? Yes, it is. Um, we weren't sure. Uh, I had thought it was maybe an expert, mm-hmm. um, but we weren't sure, and so we looked and checked in-game, and yes, uh, this is an expert dungeon only. There is not a normal version of the uh, of the dungeon. I guess the normal version is the re- regular Realm of the Fae mm-hmm. that you do at level 17 or whatever. So, And I believe um, hearing or reading somewhere that as far as difficulty that this is um, harder than the other Storm Legion experts. Oh. So if you're doing the experts in order... You know, based on difficulty, this would be the the last one. Wow, that sounds awesome! I can't wait to do it now. Yeah, and I think it. You know, I think that's really smart of trying to do it that way. I think it makes a lot more sense if you're going to have, you know, ten dungeons or however many dungeons to have a progression of difficulty mm-hmm. instead of just making them all the same, right? Um, so that you can kind of you know, have a path that you go through these dungeons and do them in order and, and you're constantly getting, you know, new and better and bigger challenges as, you know, you get better gear and get better at playing uh, whatever your particular build is. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, I dig that. Me too. Good on you, Tryon. I can't wait to try that. (laughs) And then the Chronicle Infernal Dawn Lathis. We actually tried that out. Yeah. Um... You know, why don't you go ahead and mention that next bullet point there I before will. we talk about the Chronicle because it kind of <laughs> comes I have into a play. Story. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you enter this Chronicle, you have the choice of putting it on hard mode. There will be a sparkling red orb on your right hand side. And if you click on that orb, it will uh, enable the hard mode for the encounter. So. We went into this dungeon and Mr. Itchy Triggerfinger over here. <laughs> yeah, I had some Nintendo fingers going on. I saw the sparkle and I went to mouse over click, it to see click. what it was. And as I was, you know, that fraction of a second that it takes the tooltip to appear and then the fraction of a second it takes your brain to read and understand the tooltip. <laughs> Somewhere in those two fragments of a second, like my Nintendo finger, like just had the right click on it. And so about the time that the message was decoded in my brain of, oh, this engages hard mode, I realized that I just clicked it. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so we decided to try it anyway on hard. (laughs) Yeah, And and of course, we're we're not successful. Or at least I wasn't expecting to get through that chronicle anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk about this a little more later, but we... um, Oh, what's the, what's the Chronicle before it? Um, Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. We just tried C- Queen's Gambit for the first time the other night mm-hmm. and did not get quite all the way through that one. And I believe this one, again, is like a step up in, in difficulty. So, uh, you know, we, we were just kind of wanting to go in and see as much of it as we could um, without banging our heads against the wall just so that we could kind of talk a little bit about it on the podcast. Yeah. But unfortunately, because I put this in hard mode by accident, um, we only got to that first boss and we got to see the boss for what, maybe 30, 45 seconds before we were dead. (laughs) And I mean, because it, after we died and came back in, it started sparkling again, that red orb, right? Well, like the third time. The third time. Okay. Third or fourth time. Okay, I'm going to have so, to learn what the settings are on that. Yeah, Maybe I don't know if that itself. meant that hard mode was no longer active or 
or, or with not. a bug. Well, few it probably well, rare regardless, bugs. it was probably a bug. I mean, any more <laughs> in this game, anytime anything happens, it's probably it's a bug. A bug. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not sure if because it was sparkling that that meant that it had bugged out and we were no longer in hard mode right. or that meant that it had bugged out and we were still in hard mode, but it was showing us like we weren't in hard mode with the sparkle. Yeah. Okay. I well, think we'll either way it, it was out. a bug of some kind. Right. <laughs> but at that point we were like, well, there's kind of no point in doing this because we're not even sure if we're in hard mode or not. If we are in hard mode, we probably don't have a prayer of doing this because I mean, we're definitely not geared to do uh the newest chronicle in hard mode right well i'm not i don't know about you and and personally i'd like to finish uh, queen's gambit first I'd, I'd like to defeat that instance completely before i start cutting my teeth on the next one okay and we got close we just need the last boss yeah and and also um from what we did see of infernal dawn of the first boss there are some mechanics going on there and unfortunately it looks like the kind of mechanics that i um, I'm not a huge fan of, which is the, okay, you need to go read a guide on how to do this now oh, right. kind of mechanic or a, well, let's wipe 10 times until we figure out exactly what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's hard because you want it to be challenging, right? You don't want to just come in there and it's Sure, easy. but there Can't are a walk. lot of ways to make something challenging. Without having to read a guide? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, personally, um, I believe if for someone to do your content, whatever it is, they have to go to a website outside of the game and figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, that's that's bad, bad design. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I think, you know, I don't really rate a whole lot, but I think maybe what a raider would say is, well, you know, obviously someone has to do it the first time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, those guides don't exist until someone does it, beats it, figures it out, and then they write the guide. Right. And so the lucky person that gets to do it the first time, they just, I guess, wipe a whole bunch of times as they figure <laughs> out, Yeah, you know, because it's not like one thing, mm-hmm. you know, when you're fighting a raid boss, it's not like, oh, well, he throws this one spell and we need to cleanse it or whatever. And we right. get that and we're good. Mm-hmm. No, there's like 20 things. So you get that thing and that gets you, you know, another 20 seconds into the encounter. And then the next thing happens <laughs> right. and you got to figure out that thing. And um, basically, you're going to wipe many, many times while you figure out all these mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not a fan of that. You know, um, that's that's not problem solving. That's trial and error. <laughs> yeah, that's that takes no intelligence. That's, you know, I keep pushing wow. this button until something different happens. Or I mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it takes a little intelligence. But it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's say, not. Yeah, it's not like you go in and here's this puzzle I must solve. And I'm going to solve it in... in uh, Okay, it's like, say you're doing like a Sudoku puzzle. Okay. It's the difference between using strategy and logic to solve that puzzle mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying every different combination one after another until you find the one that works. Okay. You know, yeah. one is a is a an exercise of problem solving. The other one is just, uh, well, I'll try this. Now I'll try this. Now I'll try this. Oh, that worked. Okay, next step. Now I'll try this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess they're both problem solvings, but, but one is a lot more fun than True. the other, I think. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd much rather use my brain than uh, just trial and error over and over and over <laughs> okay. and over. <laughs> All right. And over. <laughs> 
Well, the other thing that we tried was the Cross Shard Instant Adventures that came out with this patch. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Okay, um, what did you think? With this patch, Cross Shard Instant Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I talk way too much on the podcast, so why don't you tell us what you think, Nikki? Okay, we were both hoping that the Cross Shard Instant Adventures would make it more likely for us to end up doing IAs in zones that were our level. So, for instance, both level 60s, we're hoping that we'll be in the Dendrum or uh, Shora or something uh, closer to level 60, and that was not the case. Or at least in the Storm Legion zone. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And... Did we get free march again? We might have even gotten free march. Well, when we got free march, I think I was playing my mage who was like level 43. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't count as much. But still, level 43 and you get free march? Right. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So I don't know what the deal is with that. We just can't get into high, high level zones for instant adventures lately. But the crash, either way, the cross shard does not seem to be helping that. No, um, I really, I really hate to say it. I've been biting my tongue not to say this every oh, no. time we talk about this <laughs> adventure because I was just hoping it wasn't true. Okay, but I, I really think now um, there is just some fundamental problem with how the game makes instant adventure groups. Oh, and I don't know okay. what that problem is. I don't know how to fix it. Um, yeah. but there's there's a problem because. You know what? What I think we both were hoping for with the cross shard instant adventure is, well, now we have a bigger pool of players to pick from, mm-hmm. and like Nikki was just saying, we're hoping that we would get more instant adventures in zones of our level, or at least somewhat close to our level, right? Um, you know, and yeah, you know, if you're a level sixty and you're doing instant adventure in free march, you still get rewards kind of for your level. But, you know, all the gathering that you could do is useless. Whereas, you know, if you're in Ashura or you're in the Dendrome or you're in Steps of Infinity, you can gather things for your daily quest. You can gather mats that you could actually use. Mm -hmm. And um, not to mention, I mean, we've all seen Free March, right? Mm. I mean, we've all (laughs) we've been there, done that. You know, I would much rather IA in one of the new zones than a zone like Free March where I spent I've spent. 20 levels on at least three different characters <laughs> in that zone. I've had my right. fill of free march. Um, and yeah, and so we queue up for instant adventure and yeah, maybe our groups were a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but we still weren't in a full raid. It was still like maybe five or six or seven people in the group. Yeah. And well, now we're doing instant adventure in free march on like Greybriar. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, are there really that few people playing the game that if we put all the shards together, we can't find at least four or five level 60s that can do an IA right. in a level 60 zone? I don't think so. I don't... I mean, there there seems like there's enough people on our shard alone mm-hmm. that you could find four or five level 60s at any given time that want an IA. I think that there is some kind of problem with how the game puts the groups together. Mm-hmm. I just... It's the only explanation at this point. Yeah, that's an interesting point, though. I didn't think of it that maybe just no level 60s are doing IAs. But you're right. Once it went cross shard, that should never be the case. Or even if there were some level 50-somethings doing IAs and it puts us in Ember Isle or something. Right, that, that would, would be, be fine. better than Free March. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, a little disappointing, but 
yeah. least now we get to see other shards, I guess. Because, you know, they look so different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, other than the fact that it says, you know, teleporting to this zone at some shard. Right. I see zero difference in the IAs we've done. Yeah, same here. I mean, maybe there were one or two more people on average per group in the group. Right. Um, but I would, I honestly, I wouldn't even have uh, confidence in that. Like, I would want to actually run some numbers um, because mm-hmm. if there is a difference, it's literally probably one or two people because it wasn't like, oh my God, there's so many more people in my group now. It was pretty much the same the same thing and we were you know we were still doing ias with just the two of us or just like mm-hmm. one or two other people yeah and and another th- problem with with the whole ia system is it doesn't seem very willing to once it makes an ia group to combine groups or to move you from one zone to another you know if you start IAing and it puts you in free march you're going to be stuck in free march for all 14 it's not going to like after three adventures, oh, now you're in Silverwood or, oh, now you're in Ember Isle. Yeah. You know, it very seldom does that. It seems to like it wants to keep you in the one place. And once you're in a group, it doesn't like, why can't it merge groups together? Right. Yeah, that's strange too. I, I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard a dev say this. I just assumed that the whole point of the cross shard IA was so that you could have bigger IA groups because that's more fun. Right. But if that is the purpose of it, it's not working. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think the most we ever had in a group was 10 10 people. All right. Well, the other bullet point that we have on here is PvP rank 90 came with patch 2.4. Okay. This has no effect on me personally. I think I'm I'm like rank (laughs) 50 something, maybe 60. I I don't even know. I can't even remember what my PvP rank is. Do Do you know what yours is? No, no, probably 60-something. But yours, I thought, was much higher. So Because before we took the break, I think you did some PvP. Yeah, but it's... I mean, it was nowhere near the cap before they just raised the cap. So I don't remember what the number was, but it wasn't... um, What was it, 70 was the cap before they just raised it to 90? I thought it was 80, but I really don't know. I don't do enough PvP. (laughs) Yeah, well, whatever it was, it wasn't... uh, I I was nowhere close. I was at least 10 away from that okay. rank. Okay. Well, we'll see um, what the effects are for that. They're, they have this new thing called side grades now where your PvP gear upgrades differently. Um, so that only applies to a few folks, but we'll, we might have uh, an article or something like that to link in the show notes if I can find something for the PvP folks. Um, the dungeon drop crafting recipes. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more to say about PvP, Lex? Yeah, I'm um, gesturing over there. <laughs> yeah, well, you just went on to the next thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had said your piece. No, well, I was just wondering um, if we have any listeners. Well, I know we have at least one re- listener who PVPs because he's requested a PVP episode. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm really curious. I don't do a lot of PVP, but every once in a while I'll do some Warfronts on the weekend or I'll do some Conquest. I really like Conquest. Mm-hmm. But um, I noticed last time I PVP'd, and I don't know how new this is, but I don't remember this happening You know, back in the day before we took our break. Uh, when you go into a war front now it kind of like scales your armor 
So I don't have okay. like the latest PvP armor because I'm not the max rank or whatever. So when I go into a warfront, I get this thing that says, you know, basically all your armor pieces have been replaced with these PvP pieces. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little kind of confused by that. So I was asking people in the warfront and in chat, I was I was asking, is like, is there any point to even getting PvP gear anymore? Right. If I can come in here and my pve gear and it's just gonna swap it out for pvp gear like what's what's my motive to save up favor and actually buy pvp gear right um and of course i got a lot of not very useful responses (laughs) as you often do um yeah the only the only thing close to it to an intelligent response i got was from someone who said that basically getting the pvp gear was still good because you could put runes on it Oh, okay. So I'm I'm sorry, but if my only motive for saving up all that favor and getting all that gear, the only thing that's going to make that better than just some guy with no PvP gear at all <laughs> is the runes that I put on it, which yeah. you also have to buy with favor. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Not I don't know. Do I, I would love if any of you do PvP and you understand this and how this works, please mm-hmm. uh, get a hold of us and let us know because I would love to understand this and i would love to be able to explain this to our listeners um when we do do our pvp episode um because i really want to know what you guys think is it is it worth the grind to get the pvp gear Mm -hmm. or are you a little um unhappy with the way it kind of scales everybody does it make all that effort that you made to get your pvp gear kind of not worth it anymore just so that you can put runes on it yeah so if any of you are in the know, please let us know. And uh, maybe you can be our PvP expert for the PvP episode <laughs> because we are definitely... I mean, we're not experts anyway, but we're definitely not experts when it comes to PvP. Yeah. Before we do that episode, I'm going to be doing a lot more PvP. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so you can go on now. I just... Okay, you've gotten everything in. <laughs> All right, um... There's also dungeon drop crafting recipes for capes and augments, which sounds pretty cool. I can't wait to look for the cape ones. Yeah, and I do believe that these will be the new uh, best in slot items too. Ooh, okay. Or at least the cape, I'm pretty sure, is best in slot now. Oh, so be better than that Uber cape you get from the Torvin Hunters if they oh, really, wow. really, really like you. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. And then there are also seals and recipes, some new ones for 2.4. Are those dungeon drops as well? I you think know, so. I didn't read that they were, but I imagine so. Probably. Yeah. Well, I know already the the top seal that I have the recipe for is you either need to raid or have a lot of platinum to, to be able to make that seal. So I okay. imagine... Um, you know, I'm assuming that this new seal is better, so it's probably going to be. If the if the recipe itself doesn't drop in a raid, mm-hmm. um, you're still going to need the raid to to have the mats. But honestly, unless you raid, why would you even need this seal? You don't you don't need it unless you raid, right? You don't need it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there. Speaking of raiding, there were also uh, new raid gear that came with this patch and synergy crystals cool yeah and then there were new upgrades to your world and dungeon gear as well yeah and i meant to uh look at these uh and i forgot 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so did you look at them or did you read about like what these upgrades are? No, sadly, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, so we don't know. Um, I was curious, are they new items or did they change the items that are there? Right. Or what? But okay, uh, we're gonna have we'll, to we'll have to get back to you guys on that because I totally forgot to look. I was in game today and I meant to go check them out and I got distracted by the auction house. That happens. happens yeah. <laughs> All right, I've starred that on our notes, so we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, as we mentioned previously, there were hairstyles, colors, and skin tones with this patch. Yes, and stay tuned for our tips and tricks this episode for more on that. Yes, and speaking of the Rift store, there were, as I think we mentioned, trophies. Um, I haven't yet used the trophies. I have not used them, but I did check them out. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically what the trophies are is if you have a character, say your main character, and you've uh, accomplished various achievements and whatnot where you get items like maybe mounts or like teleporting items or whatever from those achievements, what the trophies are is you can go into the store on that character and you can buy a trophy for that achievement and send that trophy to one of your alts. So it's basically a way to give your alts the rewards from some of the achievements on your main character. Right, okay. They do cost credits. You can only get them with credits, unfortunately. So if you want to do this, you're going to have to either shell out some real-world money or you're going to have to buy some wrecks with your in-game platinum to get those credits. And we will have more information on credits and platinum yes. and wrecks and all that good st stuff in our tips and tricks. So stay tuned. Yes, definitely. And then there's also, you mentioned this. I didn't catch this, but there's a Meridian teleporter. Oh, yes. I almost forgot. Um, when I was looking through the trophies on mm -hmm. my main to see if there's anything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I was very happy to see is one of the trophies I can get is the Meridian Teleporter. And this, I cannot quite remember which quest line I got this from. I know it involved uh, the Unseen Man, Kira, and Uriel. Mm -hmm. And basically that quest line, and I think I might have, I either on the podcast said this or I said it to a listener. Some, somewhere I said <laughs> that it was part of the Saga of the Endless, and I don't think it is. It's, a, oh. it's another quest line that you do for the Facebook faceless man that involves Kira and Uriel. Um, their story quests, if you're defiant, if, if you're guardian, I have no idea how you get the uh, guardian version of this item. Right. But basically, you know, you get you get a item that lets you teleport to Meridian um, from finishing this quest line. So that is mm -hmm. one of the trophies you can buy. Um, oh, cool. I, if I remember right, I think it's like 400 and some credits. Oh, it seems like a lot to me. Yeah, it's really expensive, as is everything on the Rift store. Um, so I have to decide if it's worth it to, to buy that for my mage, but it would be nice for her to be able to teleport to Meridian. And then the idea is you don't have to go through that quest line to get the teleporter. Right, and as you were just saying that, it occurred to me that it would be a lot easier just to do that quest line than <laughs> to waste 400 credits. So credits. I guess okay. I won't be getting it. Oh, okay. It's easier just to get it, you know, just earn it. Right, right. All right. 
Uh, loyalty dimension items are available in the store. Just a small mo- note for those um, dimension people like myself. And there's a portable auctioneer, which I know you've been asking for, Lex. And you can purchase that in the services category. Yeah. No? It's not cool? <laughs> no, um, because it's it's a consumable. Oh, okay. So you pay a very large mm. number of credits to get this thing that you can use, like, I think three times. Oh, okay. If well, it were, you know, like your, your mailbox or your veteran vendor where you get an ability with an hour cooldown, you know, that you can use whenever you want, that would be awesome. But yeah, consumable, uh, personal auctioneer. Yeah. Not so much. No, I'll never buy it. Okay. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> 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 All right. And then there were little things that uh, were put in, like there's you can get the uh, Swift Platinum Eldrick Steed Bridle, um, and that's available for either faction, whichever you are. And there's also the World Tree Nectar. Tatsul's World Tree Nectar? <laughs> Am I pronouncing that right? No, but I no. don't remember how you pronounce it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is a drink um, that's better than the... Is it the Torven Stout that's the best drink other than this in the game right now? Oh, I don't remember. Well, it doesn't matter. It's okay. it's a drink that's better than the better drink. I think really the only person that would need this drink is if you're in a tanking role. Okay. So if you're a rogue, a cleric, or a warrior in your tanking role. Otherwise, I think the next best drink is enough to, to heal you up with, with one drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited about this. However, it's one platinum each right for this drink so i think i'll just be drinking two of the torvin stouts or just heal myself okay that's pretty salty just for a drink that doesn't even give you a buff or anything right i remember looking at it and it has way too much health for me like i don't need it so i won't be buying it either we should do an episode sometime on all the uh ingenious ways that tryon has for destroying your platinum (laughs) have you ever thought of all the platinum sinks in this game like you you spend your career in Rift trying to accumulate pr- platinum. Have you ever thought about all the ways Trine has put in the game that destroys hundreds, if not thousands, of platinum at a time? Have you ever yeah. thought about that? No, not like in that uh, con- context. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is crazy. And yet there's still a lot of platinum in the game, yep. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people have thousands and thousands. You know, I wonder if Trine has an economist that works for them. <laughs> that would be interesting. I think it was Eve Online that I played. They actually had an economist who was an employee of the company Wow! in regards to the in-game economy. And uh, Eve had a system very similar to what um, Rift has now, where they had something called Plex, which I think Rex is a, a pretty blatant ripoff of, which <laughs> was exactly what Rex is. It, Plex was a pilot's license extension, and it was exactly the same thing as Rex. You you bought this with real money, and it was an item that you could trade in-game mm-hmm. and get credits from. You could also buy them in-game with credits and then um, sell them for credits. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I lost my train of thought. That's oh, okay. they, they had an economist working for them right. that, that handled all this and, and kind of kept the ship going in the right direction. Oh. And I'm really curious if, if Tryon has one. 
If they don't, you need one. You need to get an economist on board. If you do, I would love an interview with that person. <laughs> That'd be great. If they do, I have a, I have a feeling it's not you know Dahanis or Overload or or one of these triumph personalities that we hear about all the time. It's it may be someone we've never heard of, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't even have some cool forum handle, you know. <laughs> Um, but there, if there is such a person at Tryon and you are listening to us, please email us. We would love to interview you about um, the in-game economy and any thoughts you have about it. Yeah. Because I'm tempted to do an episode on the auction house. We're, we're still trying to decide what to do, but we've had some requests from listeners mm-hmm. to explain the auction house. And uh, I, I love the auction house so I, i'm just trying to decide whether to do a tips and tricks on the auction house or mm-hmm. do a whole episode <laughs> on the auction house i don't know i mean you spend a lot of time on there personally i don't know how there could be enough for a whole episode but we'll have to chat about that and figure it out it could be the most boring episode <laughs> ever right all right it'd be like like listening to a a podcast on like stocks right <laughs> today's stock prices <laughs> rex is up 3.2 percent <laughs> world tree nectar is down 0.2 percent all right so there were also some performance and ui improvements with this patch lex do you have any um comments on that no, I wish I did, but uh, okay. I haven't seen any differences. And, you know, they said on one of the live streams we watched recently that these were aimed at low-end systems, which is not us. Right. So I guess we still have to wait for Rift to actually use all four of our cores and use <laughs> beyond one or two gigs of our memory. And <laughs> Okay. You know how frustrating it is to have 16 gigabytes of RAM and have the game use like one or two of it? No, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> but hey, I you know, we can run Photoshop at the same time and, you know. Yeah, it could be online, be editing pictures. It's great. I could probably load every game I have on my computer at the same time and play them all at once. <laughs> and Rift would perform just as crappily as it does when it's all alone. <laughs> crappily? <laughs> Is that even a word? I think that's your leafy beer talking. Leafy. <laughs> you just wait. We'll get some Belgian uh, listener mm-hmm. come in and, and tell us if that's actually how you say it. Oh, my gosh. I would laugh so hard. <laughs> okay. So that is... Is that it on our patch notes? Yes, it is. Have we flogged the dead horse to death there? I think we have. All right. <laughs> the faceless man orders and I obey. I don't ask questions. We like to talk about what we've been up to in-game this week. And Nikki and I have been having some fun trying out some of the new 2.4 content in the game. So we thought we would uh, talk about what we've been up to. Nikki, uh, start us off. What you been doing in-game this week? Sure. Well, we mentioned the IAs and we tried that. And that was fun. Um, We did mention our disappointments there. I found a ton of artifacts while we were doing the IAs. Still one of the best ways to find artifacts, I think. So do you have every free march artifact now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so because there's an achievement for that. And I don't think I have that achievement yet. 
but I'm getting there. <laughs> so, so maybe that's the uh, light at the end of the tunnel of the endless free march IAs. Is maybe you'll actually find all the artifacts one day. And yeah, right. I wonder if there's a title for that achievement. Interesting. I I don't know, but there is, um, you know, there's a, an Uber achievement for each zone, which is getting all the achievements in that zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, relatively early in my Rift career, I got the idea in my head to try to get some of those achievements. And of course I thought, well, I'll start with free March, the first zone. Right. And, but to get those achievements, you have to get all the artifact achievements, which means you have to complete all the artifact sets in the zone. That's a lot. So I would imagine that one of those achievements somewhere you get some kind of title, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I wonder how many people have gotten any of those achievements those zone wide you know you've done every achievement in the zone mm-hmm. i don't know i'm sure somebody yeah but probably if you not have many. let us know yes you can be on the show <laughs> mention it <laughs> tell, tell us uh how how you did it and if you still have any hair that you haven't pulled out after <laughs> that like how you kept your hair yes <laughs> <laughs> tweet us <laughs> Um, oh, so because we're patrons now, I've been getting the daily patron gift. Yes. Which is pretty neat. And the last time I got it, I think it was yesterday, I received three items. And that was exciting because I think I'm used to getting one item in my gifts. Okay. I know it sounds silly, but I was like, yes, three items. And I got a common artifact, and which I didn't have, which was awesome. And a fragment of loyalty, which I didn't know existed in the game. And so I, I would open that up and it granted me five loyalty points. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And then... Sorry, someone's trying to get in my ready room. <laughs> yes, come in. <laughs> I don't know uh, if they Yeah, set you. course, maximum ward. <laughs> Shields up. Yellow alert. Okay, sorry about that. Captain's job is never done. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> okay. And then I got a greater token tablet, too. So that, um, I learned, increases your token currency, which means uh, source stone, dungeon and raid currency, um, like Imperial Slayer's marks by 80% for two hours. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, so that was really cool. And I think that's another reason I love being a patron. (laughs) Yeah, um, you also get a weekly patron gift. And I oh. believe my last one I got, I got a deep slock box key, which oh, nice. uh, fetched me some platinum on the auction house, which was nice. Awesome. Okay. More about deep slock boxes in our tips and tricks. <laughs> yeah. We just got to get there faster. We keep hinting at it. <laughs> no, build the anticipation. Okay. That's what it's all about. <laughs> And then, oh, we discovered something interesting, which is that, and you discovered this, Lex. I don't mean to uh, steal your thunder here, but you discovered that the patron mailbox and the personal mailbox are on separate cooldowns. Yes. Very good news for us patrons. Yeah. So you can use them whenever you want, and it's not going to going to affect each other. Right. So I believe they're both an hour cooldown. So basically, you can summon a mailbox every, well, twice an hour. Okay. Now, which is awesome if you're a patron. Yeah, definitely. And beyond that, I did some exploring because I tried to do some more questing. Um, tried to pick up some quests in Cape Jewel that weren't finished still. I know it's so pathetic. I'm still in Cape Jewel questing. <laughs> yeah, but you never quest. 
I know. I, I it, very, it would be pathetic quest, if right. you spent eight hours a day questing and you're still in Cape Jewel, but you never quest. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be a little sad. <laughs> so, so if you want to move on, all you got to do is next time <laughs> you're playing, instead of sitting in the dimension for two hours, <laughs> moving stuff around, go do some quests <laughs> in Cape Jewel. <laughs> but it's fun. I get into the dimension and I think, okay, I'm just going to do this one thing. And doing one thing, I notice, oh, this other thing is out of place. And then I notice, oh, you know, the jukebox could be put in a different section of the bar. And then I end up being in there for two hours. Okay, I'm going to give you the same piece of advice that I always give you, which is (laughs) you want to get to one of the 60 level zones and spend your time there doing onslaughts and instant adventure and questing and daily quests and those kinds of things. Yeah. And you don't want to just jump to the dendrome because you got to know what's going on in the story so just do the story quests yeah skip all the carnages and skip all the other like random quests that they give you and just do the story ones and you can get through the zones fairly quickly okay you just focus on that and don't get sidetracked by you know onslaughts and rifts and um, carnages and zone events and (laughs) right stuff like that or just skip ahead to the dendrome or yeah. Steps of Infinity or Ashura. And okay. You can always go back. Yeah, that's true. Know? Yeah. And in my own defense, when I was questing earlier this week, that's what I was doing. I was trying to focus on just the story quests. Well, I can't blame you for getting burnt out on questing because I'm, I have to say I'm really burned out Aww. on questing in this game right now. Oh, man. Yeah. I. Well, I think I said on last episode that I was actually preferring instant adventure to questing lately just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's more convenient. Um, it's just get, as boring, but... You get good XP. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. <laughs> what else do you do in the game? That's all right, because beyond that, we've actually discussed what I've been doing, which is um, the new Chronicle or two. And, oh, I started doing the level 60 Chronicle Hero Rises. What did you think of that? I loved it. I loved, um, oh, I can't give any spoilers to the non-level 60s, but the storyline is great. I'll say that much. It's really fun and immersive. Yeah, there's, there's a really good reveal yeah. in that. And, and that's a, that, um, if you have done questing in Brevain, I know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Duskin, but if you've done the story quests in Brevain, um, that reveal in the Hero Rises will mean a lot more to you because the NPC that it involves, you will have done uh-huh. quite a few quests involving this person. Oh, and, okay. And um, I really love that part of the Chronicle because you find out a secret about one of the NPCs that you've been doing quests for and with um, that is very shocking. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So, but, yeah, that's... It's also just a fun chronicle, just right. I was just the mechanics and stuff involved. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. And there's some new mechanics in there, new for me anyway, um, that I liked a lot, including being able to jump on the backs of some of the bobs. And um, the equipment that I got was wonderful. I think I got a new belt, a new ring. Possibly that's where I got my newest bow. I can't recall. But anyway, it's great. Highly recommended. Right. And the equipment you get in there is upgradable. And so every time you do the Chronicle, there's a chance that you will get another piece of equipment. And there's also a chance that you will get 
one of the orbs or whatever it is to upgrade one of the equipments that you have. So yeah. if you're a new level 60, it's a great thing to do once a day. Um, you'll get some, you know, you'll get great XP, you'll get infinity stone and you'll get some really good gear upgrades too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do that every day now that we play. As long as I have the time, it takes about a half hour. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun and you'll get to practice some uh, some things and mechanics and techniques that you will need and encounter in the dungeons and expert dungeons of Storm Legion. So like oh, Nikki okay. said, um, you know, where you're jumping on the back of, of some of the uh, mobs that you're fighting. Uh, that's mm-hmm. something that you will see in some of the dungeons. And you also, at the end of the Chronicle, you get to wear one of the mech suits. And um, Storm Legion Protocol, I believe, is a dungeon where like half the dungeon you spend in a very similar kind of suit. So Right, totally. And that is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of fun. <laughs> So what else have you been up to, Nikki? Um, that is about it, I want to say. Um, I feel like there's okay. something else I was going to mention, but I'll think of it later. Lex, what have you been doing? Well, let's see. Um, I did the Hero Rises Chronicle uh, once or twice myself. Uh, when I first turned 60, I was doing it every day. Mm-hmm. And I think I stopped because I stopped getting items that were upgrades. Oh, okay. But um, I'm going to start doing it every once in a while again because it is really good XP and it you know you get some Infinity Stone for doing it. Right. Um, and it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's like, you know, well, it's a solo dungeon basically. But I like it a lot better than the, uh, what was it, the Meridian Attunement Ceremony? Yes, the Solo ceremony, Chronicle yeah. that you get at level 50, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that was fun. And, and you know, that was when Chronicles were first released. we never seen anything like that before in a game that we've played, you know, like a solo or two-person dungeon, basically. Yeah. And it was really awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, that, that Chronicle is fun, but this is a lot more involved it it's more time that it's i'd say it's twice as long easily um as the attunement ceremony yeah. and it's just the, the attunement ceremony wasn't really like a dungeon because you really only fought what one maybe two bosses yeah quote unquote bosses yeah, in it mm-hmm. it was kind of there wasn't a whole lot to it but this is like a full-blown dungeon that you do by yourself. It's a lot of fun. You know, one thing I think would be awesome with this particular Chronicle is I wish that you could bring a friend in there with you mm-hmm. and that it would scale. So it oh, would be would harder. Be You'd have more things to fight because right. there's two of you, but I, it'd just be fun to be able to do that Chronicle together. And I'd be happy if it was harder, you know, but it'd just be fun to do it together. Yeah. Instead of both of us doing it on our own at the same time. Right. So I think what we're saying is we want new, more two-person chronicles too. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I Just want... Just this one chronicle? No, I'm saying oh. that I want the one-person chronicles to be able to be done with two people. Oh, okay. Kind of like a hard mode for the one person, only a two-person hard mode kind of thing. Yeah, that would be cool. And while we're wishing, you know, it'd be nice if all of the two-person Chronicles had a one-person version. Oh, So basically, all of the Chronicles you could either do by yourself Mm -hmm. or you could do with two people. Yeah. And and you could could basically have like four tiers. 
So, you know, you have it, you do it by yourself on normal mode. That's, you know, tier one. And then you do it with two people Mm -hmm. on normal mode. That's tier two. And then you do it by yourself on hard mode, which is (laughs) tier three. And then two people on hard mode, tier four, something like that. You could have four different difficulties of that one chronicle, depending on if you're doing it on normal or hard mode and whether you've got one or two people. Get on it, Tryon. We could have a wishing segment. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I've, I've thought about it. Okay. <laughs> I, as you know, I have a list a mile long of suggestions ideas. and ideas for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder where I'm at if, if they gave a graph of like players and how many um, suggestions and feedbacks they've given in game. I wonder where I'd be at on that graph. I'll bet I'm pretty high up. <laughs> I've sent them so many in game <laughs> You know, bug reports and, you know, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This Mm -hmm. is what I'd like to see. Yeah. But you know what? So many of those have become part of the game. Yeah, I noticed that. I I almost feel like I should get like a paycheck every once in a while. (laughs) As many good ideas as I've given them. Oh, my. (laughs) Okay. So what else have I been doing? Um we also together did the Queen's Gambit Chronicle, which we mentioned before. We got all the way to the last boss. Um, and that, if I'm remembering right, that fight obviously involved mechanics and it was to the point where we needed to look up a guide and figure out what to do. Right. And so we were like, fuck it, because it was pretty late at that point. And yeah. Yeah. I'd had enough. <laughs> Nikki probably would have like gone at it a few more times, but I was like, I've had enough of this. But it was fun. We we got through all of the other uh bosses. I I mean, I don't I'm I'm sure we wiped at least once on all of them. You know, there were things that we had to figure out like, "Oh, you need to interrupt this or oh, you you need to line a site during this and things like that that we had right. to figure out." But um but we got through all the rest of the bosses without cheating, without having to use a guide or anything out of game or mm-hmm. even without having to ask someone. Just yeah. figured it out by ourselves, which Definitely. is sh- as it should be. <laughs> see, I don't have a problem using a guide. Do you see it as cheating? I'm just curious. I don't see it as cheating, but I mm-hmm. see it as poor game design. Oh, if okay. If I have to use... And and I could be um, I could be a little oversensitive to this because I played Eve for so long, <laughs> but I okay. basically feel if I have to use anything outside of your game to be able to play your game, then you need to make your game better. Hmm. Okay. Because think about it. I mean, think about it from Tryon's perspective. Do you really want me tabbing out of your game and going online to play your game? Because maybe I'll just end up on YouTube watching like funny cat videos <laughs> and I'll never come back to the game. I mean, uh, if I was designing a game, I would never want you to tab out of my game. Right. It's I, like me and web design. I make sure the links, when you click on a link, I do my, my damnedest to make sure it opens in a new page right. and doesn't close our website, for instance. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I've I've talked about this before on the podcast. I much prefer a gaming experience where I have to use my brain and I have to observe and put the pieces together and figure things out. Um, that's a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. just, you know, dying over and over and figuring it out that way, that's stupid. <laughs> 
Okay. And I mean, look at it from an RP perspective. Right. How do you explain that? Well, we finally defeated Lathis, but of course we died 50 times before we defeated her (laughs) in 50 other universes where we died. Um, How is that a victory? It's like, well, it's still you won Lathis 50. I mean... (laughs) Once you've killed her 50 times without without dying again, then you can say you broke even on her. Yeah. But you, you still haven't defeated her. Right. <laughs> All right. Good That's point. Just me. Good point. So is there anything else that you've been up to lately? Um, let me see. That is... That's about it on my cleric. I've been thinking... Okay. Uh, I really need a new cleric build. Oh, okay. My, uh, I really love the tanking, and it's a lot of fun in any kind of group activity. But if I'm mm-hmm. fighting something by myself, it takes me a little bit longer to kill things than I would like. Okay. Um, although if I'm AOEing, if I can, you know, get eight mobs on me, then it's not so bad. But anytime I'm fighting one, it's like, wow, this takes too long. Um, but I don't know. I'm at this point where I'm really bored with all of my cleric rolls. Oh, and I've got bad. seven of them. I think I have seven? eight rolls, and seven of them are, you know, current rolls that I use. I at least use once in a while. Wow. So I'm trying to decide what to do with that eighth roll. I'm thinking about either coming up with just a full melee DPS spec mm-hmm. um, for using, like, when I'm just running around out in the world by myself, or. The other idea I've been kicking around is coming up with kind of a tank slash DPS hybrid oh. build where, um, be- because I, I have, uh, I have my tanking build and I basically, I have a, a tanking, uh, gear set, which is all my best stuff. And then I also have a DPS gear set, which are, you know, the few DPS pieces I've accumulated that I swap out when, I'm going to DPS in the dungeon or something. Well, what I've started doing uh, in the world is I actually wear my DPS set while I'm tanking and I just use Mm -hmm. my mason shield. Okay. And even then, like, I I have way more damage mitigation and way more health than I need. Ah, okay. So I would like to trade some of that for more spell power and damage so that I can kill things more quickly. So it's finding that that good middle ground where right. I'm still tanky enough that I'm not going to die and I can pull everything in sight like I like to do, but where I don't have any more tank than I need yeah. and all that leftover is put into my DPS. Okay. So I might have to do some theory crafting. Theory crafting. What is theory crafting? Um, Cause you've used that before and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know it, what it it's is. basically <laughs> just using math to figure out uh, okay. like an effective build. Okay. It, okay. It's completely done out of game, you know, like crunching numbers and well, I guess right. it could be un- in game if you're checking your DPS on something. Okay. But, but it's basically trying to figure out a build on paper that is superior. And then, you know, you see if it really works because things don't always work the way they look like they will on paper. Right. Okay. Yeah. With the ra- some of the randomness, in the game. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, so, I've been spending a lot of time on my mage lately. Mm-hmm. Um, got her up to level 43. Yay. I have been having a blast with my mage. 
That's awesome. And I don't know if it's just I'm sick of cleric or if I'm sick of my builds in cleric or what mm-hmm. the deal is, but I've come to the conclusion once I get this mage to level 60 that pretty much if I'm in a situation where I'm going to be tanking, mm-hmm. I will play my cleric and okay. I will love to play my cleric. But if I'm in a situation where I'm going to be doing DPS of any kind <laughs> or healing, I will play mm-hmm. my mage. Okay. Because I just think DPS as a mage is 10 times the fun that it is as a cleric. That's um, awesome. I mean, cleric DPS is cool because, like, no one can kill you. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you have so many ways to mitigate damage and heal yourself that it's like you're just indestructible. And, the, and yeah. that definitely gives you a feeling of, wow, I'm powerful. Mm-hmm. But it still can take a while to bring things down unless you're in a full damage kind of build, in which case then you don't have that feeling of power that nothing can kill you. Right. <laughs> um, where mage... It's like, yeah, you're very fragile and things could probably theoretically kill you very quickly, but they Mm -hmm. never get a chance because they (laughs) die before they can even get in the melee with you. So are you a little glass cannon then? Um, I assume I'm glass, but I'm not sure because no one ever survives long enough to try to to prove that I'm a glass cannon. I could be a solid iron cannon for all I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. sometimes you just... I mean, how long have you been playing Cleric? Two years? Since beta? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you just do it over and over. You're bound to get sick of it after a matter of years, you know? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, now it's starting to seem like Cleric isn't necessarily the best class for me because just going by the black and white like what the cleric is as far as game abilities cleric is for people yeah. who want to heal okay i mean the cleric's got four maybe five healing souls oh. you know if you just like load up the presets half of them are healing oh builds, wow you know I so no idea. for for me who i don't want to heal <laughs> i hate right. healing yeah. and if i'm going to heal i'm going to do it on my mage yeah well basically over half of the things I could do with my cleric are, are right out the window mm-hmm. because it's for healing and I don't want to heal. So it's like, well, I've got one tanking tree and I've got, you know, like three or four maybe DPS trees to play with. Right. And that's all I got. Where with the mage, every tree is something or every soul is something fun to play with because they're all DPS souls except for the Archon, which is a support soul, which I think sounds like fun. I haven't tried it yet. And the Chloromancer, which is a healing soul, but unlike Cleric Healing, it's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I mean, there are people who love to heal. Yeah. I mean, I've known people in various games where no matter what game they play, no matter what character they play, they always heal. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, then Cleric is the class for you. Just like, you know, there are people that always tank. And if that's you, then Warrior is a class for you because they've got multiple tanking trees. Right. I mean, I'd love tanking on my cleric, but we only have one tanking tree. Right. So your your possibilities as a tank, as a cleric, are much more limited than as a warrior. Okay. You guys so, seem so OP, though. It's so cool. What, the clerics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, you know, and if you're someone, you're new to the game and... Um, how how should I say this? Maybe you're not very good at games. Okay. If if you're someone like if you're playing some other class and you're dying all the time and you're saying this is no fun, I'm sick of dying all the time. Mm-hmm. Play a cleric. Hmm. 
Hmm. I mean, Cleric okay. is hands down, when it comes to solo PvE, when you're looking at a perspective of survivability, mm-hmm. it's the best class with the most um, builds out there that are very survivable solo. I mean, yeah, you can make a mage that's very survivable solo. You can make a rogue that's very survivable solo. But, you know, there's a handful of builds that you can do that with. With Cleric, it's like they're almost all, you know, wow. very survivable solo and, nice. and easy. Yeah. You know, for a new player. So if you're a new player and you're not sure what to play, try Cleric. It's it's a nice way to kind of easy into the game. But uh, I, I would definitely um, look at what you like doing. If you mm-hmm. love DPS and that's your favorite thing to do, look at Rogue or Mage. Yeah. You know, if you love tanking, look at Warrior. If you love healing, look at Cleric. If, if you're like, oh, I like him equally well or there's not one I like a lot more than the others, then really any of the classes will work for you. I mean, right now there are some classes that can't do certain things, but mm-hmm. um, it looks like in 3.0, um, everybody's going to be able to do everything. So if you want to tank, you can tank on your mage. Yeah, that'll be sweet. I can't wait to heal on my rogue. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That'll be cool. So you said that you have about eight different builds on your cleric. How many yes. builds do you have now on your mage? Um... Four. Four, okay. Well, let's see. I've got my Pyromentalist build, which is mm-hmm. Elementalist and Pyromancer. I've got my Stormbringer build, which is Stormcaller and Elementalist. I've mm-hmm. got my Chloromancer, you know, healing dungeon build. Right. And then, oh, I also have, I think it's called a Spellblade. It's the Harbinger build. Okay. So I've got four on my mage. I actually have one or two more roll slots that I haven't used yet. Right. Thanks to patron, right? You get two extra? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, those builds are those pre-mades then? Or something you came up with? No. They, um, all the builds I'm playing with my mage right now are pre-mades in the game. Cool. So you would recommend pre-mades then? Yeah, I would. Um, I know... I know when the premades first came out that Tryon basically got the premades from the most popular and successful builds that the community had come up with. Oh, okay. So at the time, like if you looked at say the cleric, you know, range DPS premade, it was basically, you know, the cleric range DPS raid build. Um, oh. So at that time, I mean, they were. You know, not only were they good builds, they were pretty much like the best builds. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know I that. like how much Tryon keeps up on them if they're changing them as the community comes up with better things. So mm-hmm. today, I don't know if they're necessarily, you know, if you're wanting to be an end game raider, I don't know that those are necessarily the best build for you. They may not be. Yeah. Um, but for anyone who's just leveling up a character, they're they're excellent. I mean, I've I've used them on. Well, cleric, mage, and rogue, um, and and they're great. And what's great about them is it's a great way to learn new souls or to try new things. If you if you do have some multiple roles where you can have more than one build kind of saved at one time, um, and you're kind of looking at the souls that are available, and you see a certain soul that hey, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, you can find one of the pre-made builds that uses that soul and just try it out. 
and they they tell you in the description of the build they kind of tell you what your important abilities are mm-hmm. which gives you some ideas um as far as your rotation or if you're going to make macros what you want to have in your macros okay um i mean you definitely still want to look at your different abilities and look at your talents and what they do for you um but it gives you a great start of how to play the character and then what i would recommend um if you're leveling up a character and you're using one of these pre-made builds, you know, every time you level, you're going to get that, that pop-up box. It's kind of a new thing mm-hmm. where you can just click on it and it just automatically s- spends all your soul points and you don't even go into your soul tree and look at your soul tree. Yeah. I would not do that. I would close that box. Um, that, that serves as a nice reminder of, hey, you leveled, you need to spend your soul points. So I would leave the box there until you actually are ready to spend your soul points. Okay. But then I would close that box. I wouldn't just use, you know, that button there to, to do it. I would open the soul tree, which is a default key N as in nincompoop. <laughs> okay. And then when you look at your soul tree, there'll be a little, a little arrow where they want you to spend the point. Yeah. And spend your points that way and mouse over those points that you've spent and you know read what it is you're getting and what it does and figure out how it ties into everything else that you already have and if you Mm -hmm. do that every time you level as you level you will be learning this build you'll be learning how these different abilities and the different trees work and it's i think it's a great way to learn the game yeah and again going back to what i was saying before this is good game design because you can learn the soul you can learn the build in game you do not have to tab out to your web browser you don't have to read some guide somewhere you can be in the game in the world doing this which is the way it should be okay that makes sense now (laughs) so yeah i've been playing my mage a lot um been doing mainly uh instant adventures on my mage Mm -hmm. I, i do some dungeons i almost always heal when I'm in the dungeon, you know, I'll queue as DPS and heal, but I end up healing a lot. And oh, okay. it's a lot of fun on Mage, especially, you know, using the macros I, I showed you guys how to use last week. Um, and yeah, just loving the Mage. I'm really looking forward to getting her to level 50. I'm, I'm level 43 right now. And I'm looking forward to level 50 because then I get my 400 odd uh, hexes in planar attunement to spend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's like she's going to go to sleep one evening, a humble 49th level mage. <laughs> and she's going to wake up the next morning, a supreme badass 50th level mage <laughs> with close to 500 hexes in her planar attunements. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be insane. Do you know you want to spend them already? You know, I don't. I, I keep meaning to look at the, the mage planar attunement because I've only seen planar attunement on the cleric and the rogue. Right. Because just our characters, I, mm-hmm. I haven't even seen what the mages is, like what they get. But Oh, okay. I mean, it seems like it'd be pretty straightforward with a mage because you're going to want intelligence and spell power. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing I'll be getting a lot of fire and whatever the other intelligence one is for mage. I, I don't know. I'm guessing fire is one of them. But Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'll be so cool, and we'll we'll talk about this more. We'll have an episode on, on the fu- in the future on planar attunement, but there's been a change recent, fairly recently in the game, where um, your planar attunement is now shared between all of your characters, right? Which makes this game a lot more alt friendly 
because yeah. um, you can ask Nikki back in the Ember Isle days when Planar Entombment first came out, I was like, I would never ever play an alt now mm-hmm. because it's like everything I do in game, even if I'm mentored down and I'm at level cap, I'm earning Planar Entombment with my main. And why would I want to take time away from that to do something with an alt? Yeah, I remember you saying that. Well, they, they must have heard me and other people <laughs> like me because they changed it. Yeah. And so now um, if you have multiple characters that are post level 50, anytime you're doing something with any of those characters, it grants you planar attunement experience. They all get it. Mm-hmm. And they've even more recently made the change that you can accumulate planar attunement experience even before you get to level 50 even though you can't do anything with it oh okay so now when i'm playing my mage who's level 40 something and i'm doing ias or whatever with her i'm actually earning planar attunement experience with her that's going on my main and as soon as she hits 50 she gets all the the uh planar attunement that my main character has right yeah that's so cool yeah Yeah. and i noticed that brilliant yeah and i noticed that tryon um, just in general seems to really encourage the making of alts. For instance, this and the trophies where you can have the same right, amount definitely. of both characters. And I think that's, of course, very smart because the more alts you make, yes. the more in- investment you have in the game. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be clear. Um, sometimes I can be a little critical of Tryon. <laughs> A tad. <laughs> I, I hope, though, that it's constructive criticism. Yeah. Um, I know as a writer that if I write something and I show it to someone, about the least helpful thing they can say to me is, wow, that's really good. I like it. <laughs> right. That's no help. Yeah. You know? Um, so a bunch of people just telling Tryon that their game's great and they love it is, is no help. You know? Um, people saying, you know, these things about the game I don't like and they need to be fixed that that's helpful and that's what tryon did uh with a certain other very popular mmo that nikki and i used to play is they took things like that from that game that Mm. sucked about that game and they fixed it when they made rift and Mm. that's why you know so many people i think came to play rift even though that other game is still around and is in some ways more polished yeah just because it's been around so long but um you know, Rift has these things that those other games don't. Right. And so I just kind of wanted to hang a lantern on the fact that there are things that Tryon does right. Oh, yeah. There are things that Tryon does really right. In fact, there are far more things that they do really right, right. <laughs> that they do wrong, or we wouldn't even be playing the game, and we sure as hell wouldn't be making a podcast about the game. That's right. Yeah. So, I love how the other game is the game that shall not be named. <laughs> like Chronicles? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So glad. You know, people love their chronicles. Um, You know, one thing, and we'll probably talk more about this in a future episode, but one thing that I think that Tryon does right is that they really seem to understand uh, how many of their players raid Mm -hmm. versus how many of their players don't raid. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the percentage of players of Rift who raid compared to the amount of raid content that there is Mm -hmm. um those are very disparate numbers um the amount of raid content compared to the overall content of the game is a much higher percentage than the amount of raid players compared to the non-raiders in the game however that is a much better percentage than in any other mmo 
I have played. And that mm-hmm. is something that I very much appreciate about Rift and about Tryon is that they don't just try to cater to the rating community, which is a very small but very vocal part of the, the player base. That yeah. They do these things like Chronicles and zone events and things like that for the more casual players for the 99% or whatever it is of, of their players who enjoy this game in a casual way. And, um, you know, things like instant adventure where, you know, you can actually play an MMO for 15 minutes and, and accomplish something, right. you know, you don't have to dedicate hours of your life every time you log on. And, and so these are things that Tryon is doing right. These are things that we love. Um, planar attunement. You know, the fact that when you're at level cap, you can still progress. You can still improve your character. And not just with gear. Not just mm-hmm. with grinding notoriety. But, but you can go out and you can mentor down. And you can do quests you've missed. You can get achievements or whatever. And all the time, you're getting experience for your planar attunement. It's like you're getting you're getting something. You're getting a little something for what you do. And you have the freedom to play the game the way you want it and do what you want, when you want, with who you want. Right. And you criticize because you love the game. <laughs> right. And I want to see it get better. That's right. And, and it is getting better. It gets better all the time. I, I, I think the only thing I've seen that is not better is the bugs, which seem to be yeah, worse. Yeah, they seem to be more plentiful these days. But, you know, I, I don't know. We, we did just start playing again right around when free-to-play started. So, I don't know. Maybe all this happened with the free-to-play. It, it probably was a fairly extensive yeah. change to the, the architecture of the game. And so, maybe these bugs are, are a new phenomenon and they're a temporary phenomenon. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna squash them. That'd be great. <laughs> Bring out the raid. Soon, you will fight. For now, you must learn. All right, everybody, welcome back. For today's tips and tricks, we're going to talk a little bit about credits, platinum, dollars, and patronage. So uh, Nikki and I were talking in previous episodes a little bit about credits, and we've gotten some questions both uh, from listeners and in-game about credits. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be a little confusing, so I whipped out the calculator and I did some math for you guys and just to try to, to break it down. Um, and we will have all this in our show notes. It, it will probably be easier to, to kind of get a handle on it if you see it visually. Yeah. But I'll just hit the highlights for you here. So the first thing I thought I'd look at is um, what credits really cost. So if you go into the Rift website or you go into the Rift store and you're just going to buy credits with your money, um, what are you really paying for those credits? Because um, it's a little obfuscated, isn't it? Yeah. Nikki? Oh, definitely. And, and you told me that there's some good reason for this or do you want to share that with sure. us? Sure. Yeah. No, I just, uh, I don't know if it's a good reason, but it feels like these, the actual what you're paying for the actual number let's say dollar per credit kind of um, factor is hidden underneath layers of terms and various types of currency and i think right. it's so that you don't realize exactly how much you're spending right right there's um some separation between uh when you spend that real world dollar and when you get whatever you're getting for it and right 
um, once you've converted from dollars to credits to platinum to rex to whatever, it's Correct. like it's easy for our human brains to really forget what we paid for this. Right. Exactly. And I'm sure that the intended consequence of this is that you end up spending more than you wanted to or realize that you're spending. <laughs> right. So this is a public service announcement. <laughs> so you guys can know what you're spending. We are not right. saying don't spend money on the Rift store. No, no, please do. I definitely think you should. Yeah. Um, free to play does not mean that uh, some fairies came down and gave Tryon a bunch of money and they can just make this game for us for free right. forever. <laughs> um, it means that they're going to try and make money from these store purchases as mm -hmm. opposed to making everyone pay a subscription. And I think this is a great thing because there are some people that just can't afford it, right. but they can still enjoy the game. And then there are some people that just can't seem to spend their money fast enough and now they can spend all the money they want. Yeah, on and the get game. cool stuff for it. Yeah. So that's fine. But um, we just want you guys to know what you're getting into right. and what you're getting for what you're giving. Um, yeah, it's good to have as much information going into this as you can. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how many credits you can buy, what it costs. And then I'm going to break it down to you in credits per dollar. I was going to do uh, what each credit costs, but you end up with uh, fractions of cents, oh, which okay. is kind of unwieldy. Yeah. So I decided to do it this way. I think it's easier to understand. Okay. So um, if we start out and we look at if you buy a Rex. Okay. Okay. Which... You're going to see this is not the way to get your credits. Um, if you're going to spend real world money for credits, do not buy a Rex. That's not the way to do it. Rex is for translating real world money into platinum mm -hmm. to give your character a platinum infusion. And it's for buying credits with platinum. Okay. It is not the way that you want to get credits for dollars. Ah, okay. And you'll see why. Um, you can look on our show notes to see the neat little chart. But basically, if you buy a Rex, it's $10, you get mm -hmm. 1,250 credits. Okay. So that comes out to 125 credits per dollar that you spend. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if you just buy credits on the store or on the website, mm -hmm. the lowest amount that you can spend is $5. Mm -hmm. You get 750 credits for $5. That's 150 credits per dollar. Oh, okay. So you can see right there that you're getting 150 credits per dollar as opposed to 125 with a Rex. Right. So if you want to spend $10 on credits, you'd be better off buying $10 worth directly than getting a Rex because oh, you'd end up okay. with uh, 1,500 credits instead of 1,250. Okay. Oh, good to know. The next increment you can buy is $20 worth of credits, mm -hmm. in which case you get 3,250 credits, which is 162.5 credits per dollar. Ooh, that's even better. Yeah, a little bit better. Um, for $50, which is the next increment, you get 8,500 credits, which is 170 credits per dollar. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to spend $100, you get 18,500 credits, which is 185 credits per dollar. Okay. So you do see, with the exception of the Rex, as you spend more money in a go for credits, you do get more credits per dollar. 
right. that you spend. Okay. The difference is wrecks where you're actually getting less. Okay. Um, I would also like to note that if you are a free-to-play new player, mm-hmm. that buying $5 worth of credits will give you enough loyalty once you spend those credits to unlock the auction house. Right. So that is a very common question we get in-game from new players. How do I get access to the auction house? The mm-hmm. only way you can do it is through loyalty. Um, you can earn that without spending any real money. You can save up your platinum and buy wrecks. Um, right now, they're going for about a 1000 platinum on our server on Fablite. It, it fluctuates a bit, a bit yeah. but 1000 is kind of the median figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to pay a 1000 platinum to get 1250 credits from a Rex. Um, so you can do it that way. But if you just want to spend real money, $5 will get you the auction house. Yeah. Also, um, some people are confused about the difference in relationship between credits and loyalty. Mm -hmm. So basically, I think we've mentioned this before, but you get loyalty for buying and spending credits. Right. So for every credit that you buy, you get two loyalty. For every credit that you spend, you get two loyalty. Right. A good way, I think, to think of it that kind of helps with the confusion Mm -hmm. is loyalty is basically notoriety with the Tryon faction. (laughs) So loyalty works exactly like notoriety in game. Yeah. Just think of Tryon like another faction (laughs) and uh, loyalty is your notoriety with them. So your credits will fluctuate. You can buy credits, you can spend credits, but any loyalty that you earn like you have that forever. That never goes away, just mm-hmm. like your notoriety. Okay. Now, yeah. when you when you go to a loyalty tier, it does like the little loyalty bar thing resets to zero. Okay. Because that's per tier. But your total accumulate, accumulated loyalty, you, mm-hmm. you never lose that. Okay. So once you get blue tier, you'll always be blue tier. You If you go and spend all your credits, you're not going to lose your loyalty, which is what some people were confused about. Right. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So next, um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about the patron sale that's going on right now. Um, So this is if you go on the website and you buy patronage, which is basically like what a subscription used to be. In fact, the the prices are exactly the same. Um, And so I thought I'd break down the sale for you guys. Um, because we've been hearing about the sale. How good is this sale? Let's right. break it down. Okay. So one month, no difference. There is no sale at the one month level. Okay. So if you want to buy a month of patronage, it costs you $14.99. Okay. And there's no sale on that. So the sale begins at three months. If you buy three months of patronage, mm-hmm. You save a whopping $2.10 right now with the sale for three (laughs) months, which uh, if you do the math, that is exactly 5.4% that you save. (laughs) If you want to buy six months of patronage, you save $4.20, which is a 6.4% savings. Mm -hmm. And if you want to shell out $100 for the 12-month patronage, Mm -hmm. 
you will save $20.88, which is a 17.4% savings. These are so weird, these percentages. Right. And and I want to point out that these savings is based on the normal price for that level. Okay. So you're saving 17.4% based or compared to the normal 12-month patronage cost. Uh, That's not figuring in like the quote unquote savings that you get for buying 12 months as opposed to six months. It's just apples to apples comparing, you know, what what really is this sale compared to what the prices normally are. Okay. I mean, obviously, if you're buying 12 months, you're paying less per month than if you buy three months. Right. Um, but but yeah, 17.4% for $100. Right. Think about it this way, folks. If you go to Kohl's exactly. or some <laughs> other store and, and they have their clearance sales, when's the last time you saw them with a big red sign advertising a 17% <laughs> or a 6% or a 5% sale? Yeah, or 5.4. Do <laughs> we even it. care if it's less than... 30%? Do we even care? Yeah, is that usually not. <laughs> really a sale to, you know, be shouting from the rooftops about? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess, you know, if you've been meaning to get some patronage, it might be a good time to do it as long as you get more than a month. Right. Um, but definitely this is not the kind of sale where you should get something that you weren't going to get anyway. Right. Definitely not. Yeah. And we've been meaning to try out the patronage. And so we just got three months. You got three months too, yeah. right, Lex? Okay. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the patronage in a minute. Okay. Okay, so the next thing I thought I would do for you fine people and for myself as well is <laughs> I thought I would compare um, because basically there's two ways you can get patronage in this game right now. Mm-hmm. You can go on the website or in the store, or actually I don't think you can do this on the store. You can go on the website and buy your patronage which is basically subscribing. It's what subscribing used to be. Right. That's what the sale is right now. So you can buy a month, three months, six month, 12 month patronage. Mm -hmm. Or you can, and of course that's using real dollars or euros or whatever you use, but it's using real money. Right. Um, I'm just using dollars in my American ethnocentric way (laughs) to to represent real money as opposed to credits or platinum. Right. But yes, I mean, obviously this could be euros or, or, um, I, you know, I don't even, Yen. here's my, yeah, here's my ignorance. I don't even know what countries Rift oh, no. is played in. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it is in Europe. Obviously there are, there are, mm-hmm. um, European players in our guild, but do they have Rift in Japan? Do they have Rift in China? I don't Korea? know for sure. I don't know. Australia? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to find that out. Now, I now you're curious? Know. Yeah, okay. I need to know. Um, anyway, where was I? Buying patron status with in-game credits. Yes. So you can also buy patron status with in-game <laughs> credits. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to compare the price. Um, because mm-hmm. again, like Nikki said, this is obscured with layers of yeah. confusion and different words. different words and different terms. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have to get out the old calculator to even figure out what's what. Yeah. But I've done that. I don't mind. Thank you, Lex. Okay. So if you go to your in-game store and you buy a three-day patron status uh, thingy, patron pass, <laughs> that will cost you 432 credits. 
Okay. So using our figure from earlier in the segment, if we look at um, if you're buying credits at the $20 price, credits per dollar, um, that would come out to $2.66 that that three-day pass costs you in real-world money. Okay. If you're instead buying uh, credits at the $5 increment, it would cost you $2.88. Okay. For that three-day pass. Interesting. 15-day pass is 1,296 credits, which comes out to $7.98 at the $20 price or $8.64 at the $5 price, which obviously you would have to buy two of those two, yeah. to, to have enough. Okay. The really enlightening one is the 30-day patron pass. If you buy the 30-day patron pass in-game mm-hmm. for credits... You will pay 2,160 credits. Right. Which, if you buy $20 of credits, which you would have to to have enough, right. that would cost you $13.29, which is $1.70 less than what the one month patron pass costs you on the website. Oh, wow. So, okay. here's a tip for you guys. Um, if you're like, you want to have your patron pass, but you don't want to pay for three, six, or 12 months at a time because right. that's too much money out of pocket at once, mm-hmm. or you're not sure if you're going to be playing Rift in three months, or whatever your reason is. If yeah. you're just buying it month to month, um, you want to buy it with credits, credits. Yeah. via the in-game store, um, not on the website for straight up money because it's $1.70 less. Huh. Okay. And the... the Patron sale does not apply because there is no sale on the one month price. Right. So you are better off buying $20 worth of credits and using those credits to get your 30 day pass. Now, granted, you will have more credits than you need because mm-hmm. you can't just buy 13, 29 worth of credits. You have to buy 20. <laughs> but if you're going to be doing this month after month and you save those credits, you, mm-hmm. you will save money um, doing it that way. Wow. That's cool. Good to know. Really bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. The take home from that is um, if you're going month to month, uh, get the patronage via the 30-day pass in the in-game store. Do not buy it on the website. Okay. Granted, it's only a $1.70 difference, but to me, it's hey. as much principle as the actual money. That's right. Why, why should you pay more for the same thing? Exactly. That's stupid. If Don't they do give it. you two ways, yeah. Cost-benefit analysis. <laughs> And then we also have uh, patron bonuses. Yes. So the question becomes, is patronage even worth it? Right. Nikki and I, well, okay, I won't speak for Nikki. I would say it is if you can afford it. I agree. If the money that patronage costs you, whether you're paying for it with in-game platinum Mm -hmm. via Rex or you're paying for it with your hard-earned dollars or euros or yen or whatever you (laughs) use, pesos, um, if you can afford that, Mm-hmm. and that is a reasonable figure for you, then mm-hmm. I think it's definitely worth it. Okay. If you can't, obviously, yeah, I agree. it's not. Um, for us, where we live, it's basically, if I just don't, like if I take my lunch to work one day a week and don't you know, buy food from a restaurant or a food truck or something, mm-hmm. I basically save the amount of money. <laughs> It would cost me. So it's kind of a no brainer unless we just, you know, can't pay rent or something that week for some reason. Right. <laughs> um, 
But to help you uh, make that decision for yourself, yeah, let's go over exactly what you get as a patron because you get some some nifty little rewards, right, Nikki? Definitely, I love them. For instance, you get extra currency, so you earn plus fifteen percent currency always um, on drops uh, when you turn in a quest, right? I I'm guessing it's just. Drops. Just drops, okay. Like like when you loot something, like you loot a monster or you loot a player in PvP, you get fifteen okay. percent more. Still I, cool. I think that's how it works, and that's on every character on your account. Yeah, that's awesome. Because the patron thing, that's an account thing that affects mm-hmm. your account, so it affects all characters, all shards on your account. Excellent. The next uh, little bonus you get is uh, called the patron summons. This basically allows you to summon your banker, your guild banker, and your class trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, these are abilities that have a one-hour cooldown. So, you, or no, it's an hour and a half, isn't it? Ninety-minute cooldown. Yeah, you can I use them 90. every ninety minutes. And not only can you summon your, tra- you can summon all the trainers. Right. <laughs> Cleric, mage, rogue, wiz- wizard, um, <laughs> warrior. <laughs> I keep thinking D and D. Um, you can summon all of them once per 90 minutes. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Especially the banker and guild banker. Right. I mean, but with that, between that and the ability to open the rift store anywhere and, and vendor your, your junk. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically you can get rid of everything in your bags except for stuff that you want to auction. And even those you could put in your bank for later. Yeah. So you could just go nonstop and not have to go back to a town. Unless you want to craft, right? Or auction. Right, or auction. All right, and then you get mount speed increases too. You travel faster with a 10% mount speed, plus 10%. Yeah, and all the mount speed buffs in Rift stack, which is awesome. awesome. So uh, just from our experience, you know, we're getting mount speed bonuses from fire, planar attunement, Mm -hmm. from riding chaps, which is a crafting enhancement. Um, we're getting the patron bonus. You're getting the actual mount speed of your mount. Right. Um, those all add together. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm flying. Like I just shoot down <laughs> paths oh, and yeah. my, I overshoot things. Yeah. My mount speed is so high that I will accidentally run off cliffs and stuff <laughs> because I don't stop as quickly as I'm used to. <laughs> I know. Stopping. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, you also, when you're a patron, you get a store discount. So you get a 10% discount from all purchases you make with credits on the Rift store. And I'm 90% certain that these price, this is figured in. So mm-hmm. once you're a patron and you look in the store, the prices that you see include that discount. Yes. So it's not 10% off of what the price, it's already included. It changes the prices that you see in the store when you're a patron to figure that discount in. Yes, it does. I've was, compared it with other guildies. Was that pretty much the most convoluted way I could have said that? I think it was. <laughs> That's all right. I, we've got smart listeners. It's I'm the sure leafy. They figured it out. <laughs> the leafy beer. <laughs> and then you also get um, a daily boost to your PVE notoriety reputation. So whenever you gain notoriety, you're going to get a little bit more. Yeah, and what that is, is it's... Um, if you hit your default hotkey P mm-hmm. to see your abilities window and you go to the 
Well, you won't have this unless you're a patron, but if you're a patron, you'll have a patron tab. Right. And all these abilities are in there. And this um, notoriety ability is a buff that you can use once per day and it lasts for an hour. And this does stack with the notoriety um, potions. Mm -hmm. So if you have a notoriety potion, you can use that and this buff and they add together. Awesome. Uh, the bonus experience is the same way. It's one of these buffs. You can use it once per day for an hour, and it gives you a daily XP boat boost um, to all your XP. Yeah, and I didn't even recognize these icons that we have here on the chart because they're not the same as the icons for the items that you pick, <laughs> that you click on, so I got confused. But um, And then you get also bonus tokens. So a daily boost to Rift Currencies. So that's like your plaques of achievement that you get in dungeons or marks of ascension and that you get in raids and craftsman's marks and more. Yeah, and this, um, this we're using a uh, screen grab from uh, the website and this really needs to be updated because those are all uh, pre-Storm Legion currencies, I just realized. Um, but the, the, the bonus tokens also uh, applies to your infinity stone oh, and your right. imperial source stone. Okay. And um, I do know that the the new expert currency is imperial slayer's marks, mm-hmm. which replaces the uh, plaques of achievement. Wow, that's so old. Yeah, I was going to say, stuff? really? Plaques? It's okay. Like, who, who, whosever job it is to update these things with the patches <laughs> is like like fishing Black or something <laughs> he's fishing <laughs> hopefully not in game hopefully he's doing real world fly fishing and at least it's something you know he's getting some fresh air um and you also get a similar boost to favor and prestige so you pvpers out there and those are two separate boosts you get one for favor and one for prestige and it's a little buff that you can cast once a day and it lasts for an hour or you, or is it Wow, I should really write this stuff down. You know, now that I say that, I think it's two hours. <laughs> two hours? I yeah. didn't think it was that much. Okay. Yeah, it's two hours. I keep thinking an hour because the uh, the little tool tip, mm-hmm. or not the tool tip, but the little buff icon right. that shows up with all your buffs, it's bugged, of course. Everything's bugged, it seems like. <laughs> but when you first cast it, it says one hour. Right, Instead I of two that. hours or instead of one hour, 59 minutes or whatever it should say. It says one hour and it stays one hour until it gets to 59 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're for two hours. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. And then you also have priority queue. So you move to the front of the line when your shard is full. Yeah, which um, I think I've only seen a queue once mm-hmm. since we came back. And that was literally like the first week the game was played free to play. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. That's right. But yeah, if there ever is a queue, all the patrons get in first. So, yeah. You know. And finally, um, there is a loyalty boost Mm -hmm. um, where you earn more veteran rewards the longer you subscribe. Um, I'm not sure exactly how this works, but I think that this is those occasional little uh, bits of loyalty you get from your daily patron and sometimes your weekly patron gift. Every once in a while, you'll get like a handful of loyalty. Right. So I think that's what that is. And I I would assume that the chance of getting that and how much you get if you get it is um, partly dependent upon what tier of loyalty 
you're at. So oh. if you're at purple tier, you're going to get more mm-hmm. than blue tier and so on. Oh, okay. But I can tell you from personal experience, it's not that much. It's like five points or something. No, it's like 40 or something. But I mean, oh, it's okay. such a small amount and you don't get it every day. You get it once in a blue moon. You know, right. It's like a random thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's definitely not a selling point of uh, getting patronage because <laughs> right. it's so little, so so seldom it doesn't you might as well just ignore it it doesn't really matter um, <laughs> okay. it's more you know these other things like like i think the uh for me the the mount speed buff is a big one yeah especially since that's all all the time um mm-hmm. being able to summon the guild bankers and the regular bankers definitely cool um the the little xp boosts that you can use every day is definitely cool yeah i like the extra currency i mean i'm sure it's small amount but every little bit helps yeah, no, totally. That's that's another one. Um, I usually, you know, I get on my character and I I use the uh, the XP, the notoriety, and the currency or the token buffs, mm-hmm. and then I'll go do my IAs and do some dungeons and and just mm-hmm. really try to knock it out until those buffs are gone. And yeah, same here. Yeah, more bang for your buck. <laughs> so um, I guess. As a conclusion to our little um, review of the patronage system, Nikki, um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you like being a patron? Do you think it's worth it or no? Thumbs up. I say definitely. I like it a lot. I agree. I would give thumbs up to the patronage. Um, I think that uh, if you're doing month to month, you definitely want to buy it in game with the credits and save your dollar seventy. If you are pretty sure or very sure that you're going to be playing Rift for some time and you can afford it, you definitely will save a little bit of money if you buy three months, six months, or 12 months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a ton. The The year savings is decent. Yeah. Um, but the three months, six months, I mean, you're not saving a ton of money, so don't agonize over it. If you're not sure, just pay month to month. But by all means, do it. Do it with credits. Don't yeah. do it with money. Okay, and finally, our last little uh, bit for tips and tricks. Yep. We're going to talk about the deep slots boxes a little bit. Just a little. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> our main advice here is well, that... Well, hold on, hold oh, on. Go ahead. You, you like to jump ahead. First, some context. Um, a few episodes back, for those of you who haven't uh, listened to all the episodes, I put it out a request to our community... To let me know what is the deal with the deep flux boxes because I've never opened one. I always sell them because I love platinum and I'm not much for playing the lottery in whatever form it takes. Um, but I was curious for those of you because I know there are people I've seen YouTube videos by people who will just buy a crap ton of these and open them and see what they get. I was really curious. Um, what you guys thought is it worth it is it not unfortunately we didn't really get much response to that so nikki uh you opened some lock boxes this week didn't you yeah well i just opened one or two um and what colors were they what did you open okay one of them was orange and um i just got two vials in it and it wasn't it didn't seem like it was worthwhile to me i would have been better off selling them on the auction house what kind of vials Oh, you know, I don't remember. I think it was for endurance. What? But were they epic? Were they? They were orange, epic. purple. They what were color? epic. Yeah, they were orange. 
Okay, so. that's Relic. Oh, I thought that was Epic. Okay, you're epic right, Relic. Okay, so, so you got a, an I mean, orange consumable right, item. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and then you also opened a, did you say a blue one? Yeah, I opened a blue one, but uh, honestly, for life of me, I don't even remember what I got. I just remember thinking, wow, that wasn't worth it. Was it another it. consumable item, or was it actually like a piece of gear or something? Sadly, I don't remember. I should have written it down. I didn't know. Uh, okay, didn't know I'm pretty sure it, it was but... just a consumable item because mm-hmm. I was there when you opened it. Um, yeah, so I was really surprised. First mm-hmm. of all, um, I've I've encountered things like this in other games. I mean, it's like kind of a a cliche almost. These lockbox things. I mean, they're in every free to play or even some non free to play game like this i've ever played um they had them in guild wars they had them in star trek online um god what else did we play that they had things like this for me that was about it okay but i i know there's been some others but my experience with things like these like what i was expecting when you opened one of these boxes was i first of all i was expecting to get more than one thing mm-hmm I was expecting something along the lines of you get one or two or a few, you know, one shot consumable things like potions or vials or whatever. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you get like one or two like pieces of gear. And maybe one of those is like, like something good, like a purple or an orange piece of gear. And then one of them is like something not so great, like a green or something. Um, But that's kind of what I was expecting. And instead, it seems like pretty much you get one thing and it's a consumable. It's some kind of vial or potion or buff or something like that. If you're really lucky, maybe you get two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So what do you think, Nikki? What, what's your uh, final take on the deep slot boxes? I'd say definitely sell them if you get them. Just sell them on the auction house or talk if you don't have access access to the auction house say something in trade chat and say hey i've got this lockbox i want to sell um and i think you'll be better off that way it's just too random for me it's too much of a risk and i it's very likely that i won't get anything all that great well let me ask you this like let's say you decide i want i want to get a deep slot box or you get one as a drop you get an orange one uh-huh. and you decide to open it Mm-hmm. In your mind, what are you wanting or what are you hoping that one item that you get to be like just in general or specific terms? Like, what are you hoping for when you open that box? Like what what would be a drop that you'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I opened that. What do you want? Well, first off, I'd really like a good piece of gear, like an awesome piece of gear. That would be my first wish. Um, if not that, then I don't know if they are even possible to get in lockboxes, but a mount would be awesome. And then after that, a pet. Like, I'd just like some kind of cool companion pet out of it. Okay, so that's, that's, basically, that's basically how I feel about it. So just kind of, uh, I don't know, to simplify that or summarize it, basically you're wanting something permanent. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh oh, that weird thing's happening. My mic is possessed. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Got some weird noise it's going like, on. For it a sounds like there's wind g- blowing over it, but we're the windows are closed. <laughs> there's no wind. It's really weird. Right. 
Um, what was I saying? I got totally derailed by that. That we actually are looking for permanent items to drop right, right. in the lockbox instead of these right. consumables. Yeah, I noticed that you weren't like, I really hope an endurance potion drops. Yeah, right. Or I really hope an attack power po- potion drops. Right. So I can use it one time mm-hmm. and it's gone. Yeah, that's that's um that's what I wanted. I wanted something permanent um like a like you know, it's it's a it's a roll of the dice, right? Right. So if I'm rolling a 20-sided and I roll a 20 or an 18 or a 19, I want that to be an orange piece of gear that's mm-hmm. for my class that I can use. It's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm rolling 15 or higher, maybe a blue or a purple piece of gear mm-hmm. that's for my class. Um, and if I'm rolling lower, lower than that, maybe a companion pet or a mount or something mm-hmm. or an artifact. Or something, not a stinking potion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And not to mention an orange a relic level potion or buff vial or whatever it is. There, there's only one player, one type of player in the game that even is really going to use that or need that, and that's a raider. Right. I mean, the rest of us, like, we have no use for that. The the normal, you know, vials or whatever I can make as an apothecary are. are more than sufficient for doing anything that we're going to do. We don't need an orange freaking endurance vial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, making content for 1% of the players doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I don't think. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, from our experience and, and we also, do you, do you remember where we got that video? Are we going to be able to link that in the show notes? Or? I can find it again, but the reason that I wasn't planning on linking it is because it's a little old. It's old, okay. Yeah, I think it's before Storm Legion. Okay. Well, we, we saw this video on YouTube of this guy that basically just bought tons of these vials. and Or, or vials. tons of the boxes. Tons of the boxes, yeah. and he opened them and, mm-hmm. and did it on the video so you could see what he was getting. And he was doing it over time, so like they they did some patches and did some adjustments that changed the drop rates and changed what he was getting. But um, you know, basically that's what we were seeing with him. I mean, mm-hmm. once in a, you know, rarely he would get an actual piece of gear, but most of it was these crappy consumables. Right. Yep. So. Do you remember, him. was the consumable you got, was it soulbound or could you sell it? No, I was able to sell it because I gave it to you. Oh, that's right. So I guess at least there's that. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I think I checked and they were going for 15 plat a piece. So for me, it was more worth it to give it to you and, you know, give you a little boost. But if I want to, 15 (laughs) plat isn't terrible. Yeah, but if you're spending a few hundred platinum to get this lockbox and then you get something that you're going to turn around and sell for 30 (laughs) platinum. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be too happy with that. Right. So yeah, um, our advice to you, sell them. Don't open them. Sell them, sell the keys. They're worth good platinum. I don't know why people are buying these things because I think they suck. I'll say it. I think <laughs> yeah. they suck. I, I have right here in my uh, in my notes, uh, Deep's lockboxes suck. <laughs> our advice, sell them on the auction house. <laughs> All right. I think our listeners have gotten that now. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're the gambling type, you know, feel free to throw your platinum away. But I mean, really, if you want to throw pro- platinum away, you can send it to me. Um, or Nikki, <laughs> we'll take your platinum and <laughs> sure. we'll throw it away for you. <laughs> okay, so another thing we wanted to talk about with the deep slot boxes 
is um, a little situation you can run into when you're doing instant adventure and one of these will drop and the instant adventure group then will roll on it. And what happens is you will have some people will roll need, some people will roll, roll greed, and then some people will get very upset with what happens. And kind of the, the background of this is there's this kind of culture or custom in MMOs with the need versus greed system. Um, for whatever reason, a lot of times in the game, you will have items drop where the game will let basically everybody roll need on the item. Um, this can be things like the different types of planar dust, um, crafting recipes, uh, and things like the deep's lockboxes. And the deep's lockbox is something where you could either say nobody needs it or everybody needs it. But it's not something like, for instance, a shield that drops that only a warrior can use and nobody else can use it. You know, those kinds of cases, the need versus greed system works really well. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, in these instances, it kind of breaks down. And the way people in the past have decided to handle things like this is they say, well, everybody should roll greed because everybody, quote unquote, needs this thing equally. And so everybody just rolls greed. And that's fine. And that's a great system if everybody plays by those rules. But the problem is, is what happens is you'll be in an instant adventure. The lockbox will drop. People start rolling greed because that's what people think they should do. Mm -hmm. And then somebody is like, well, I really want this. And they roll need. And now at this point, this person is going to win no matter what everybody else rolls because they rolled greed. And then what will happen is every other person in the group who hasn't already rolled, now they roll need because they want a chance to get it too. And now all of the people who originally rolled greed are pissed because they don't even have a chance to get this thing right because one person rolled need on it. Right. And people argue about this endlessly. Now, you know, this this also comes into play, like I said, with things like Imperial Planar Dust. Although, you know, I've noticed in Instant Adventures, people always, almost always, if not always, will roll greed on Imperial Planar Dust. People will even pass on it. I, I hmm. very rarely see someone need on that. Um, so that isn't really much of an issue. Mm -hmm. But the... Uh, the lockboxes are kind of a big deal. I mean, people get upset because they're worth a lot of platinum. You know, so <laughs> you have these people that uh, are saying, well, we should all roll greed. And then as long as everybody plays fair, like everybody gets a fair chance. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is it only takes one person to, to crap in the pool and roll need and ruin it for everybody. Right. So my question is, why don't we just all roll need? If everybody rolls need... Then, then no one can trump that. You can't right. trump a need roll. Some some jerk can't come along and and do a super need and win it automatically. Like we all roll our need roll, and everybody has an equal chance to get it. And if you're someone that's like, well, I don't want it, you can either roll greed and then you're not going to get it, mm -hmm. or you can pass and you're not going to get it. Right. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. So. I guess that's my advice. I just roll need because if you don't, someone else will. Right. 
Um, if you really have a problem with that, um, for whatever reason, then the next best thing you can do is you can wait for that other person to roll need first, and then you can roll need. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets a little annoying like waiting and waiting to see what everybody else rolls before you know what you're going to roll. And also like you won't be the only person in the group doing that. Right. (laughs) So you end up with like five people who are all waiting for someone else to roll. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, my advice roll need. Yep. Just everybody need on the lock boxes and then we're all equal and there'll be no more drama or fights about it. Everybody just roll need and the best roll wins. Prepare to be destroyed, heroes. This week for guild perks, we wanted to mention how you can join our guild. So, Our perky guild. <laughs> so our guild is open to all of our listeners, um, anyone who'd like to join. And we are a non-rating guild. You can look us up on the Fablight server, and we're called Through the Rift. Yes, and you can, um, if you're on Fablight, you can find us in the guild finder, shift plus G and just search for Through the Rift. If you're not on Fablight, unfortunately, you are either going to have to make a character on Fablight or you're going to have to transfer your character over to Fablight. You mm-hmm. do have to be 20th level to transfer. Mm-hmm. But it is free. So you don't have to pay for it. Um, you can also uh, find out more about our guild on our forums. Yep. And we will have more on our guild perks section next week. We're going to be getting more into the nuts and bolts of running a guild and making a guild. But the show's running a little long today, so we'll save that for next week. Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently... Giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh, very well. Show me this trick. Nikki, we have flogged a dead horse (laughs) well beyond death. (laughs) And we are ready to wrap up yet another show, yet another episode of Through the Rift. I'm sure our listeners have burning questions and feedback and comments, and they very much want to participate in the show and become part of the growing Through the Rift community. So how can they do that? We are on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can get that link with other helpful links on our show notes, LexStarWalker.com. Yes, and we want to give a special thank you and shout out to Mean Machine X7, for your five-star review on iTunes. Thank you very much for your review, and we're very glad to hear that we are helping new players and that you're finding this podcast beneficial and informative. Yep. And you can email us comments, questions, or any requests for topics that you'd like us to cover, theriftpodcast at gmail.com. And please join our forum community at throughtherift.createaforum.com. And you can follow us on Twitter for updates and to find out when we're recording next at The Rift Podcast. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the game. Bye, everyone. This episode's music provided by Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at lexstarwalker.com. 
I'm awesome!